Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, we're back. It is episode 106. And before we dive into the conversation, we are going to incorporate a new segment of the show. That's right. We are bringing something new to you wherever you're listening. And that is going to be current events. I'm not talking about the bullshit headlines that you see on all mainstream media. I'm talking about a select few things that you actually give a shit about because you're a normal human being, just like me and Ash. And that you probably care about more or just as much as your fitness and nutrition. Not hating, just speaking the truth. So we're going to talk about movies, TV, a few things in business and finance. Don't worry, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole. We're just going to dabble. And then what's going on in the world of fitness and nutrition? Maybe once in a while we'll talk weather. I don't know. I don't really understand why weather is always the go-to conversation or go-to topic when you're in a conversation with an acquaintance or a complete stranger. As human beings, can we literally not come up with something more entertaining than the fucking weather? Just, I, I'm just baffled by that. I'm confused, but we all do it. So let's get into it. With pop culture, or I guess I should just say movies and TV, we're going to cover movies first. Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out and the cast was revealed and Jessica jessica sarah jessica parker is back she's coming back because if you didn't know she was one of those witches in the original disney movie now i personally don't love hocus pocus i know i'm gonna get some dms and people are gonna hate on me for that it just wasn't my thing i'll watch it ashley loves it so we watch it every year but when i was a kid i preferred halloween town over hocus pocus so i don't know what side of the fence you're on there unfortunately a friend of ours in Michigan, she informed me that she just watched both. She watched the original Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town, and Halloween Town was trash. So that's devastating news. So maybe I need to give Hocus Pocus more of a chance. But the second one is coming out, and Sarah Jessica Parker, holy shit, I can't say her name. Sarah Jessica Parker is back, as well as the rest of the cast. Another movie that's very interesting is the trailer for Lightyear, which is a I don't know if you can call it a Toy Story spinoff, but it is a spinoff of the character in Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear, and it's very interesting. So supposedly, this movie is a prequel to the toy Buzz Lightyear. So it's actually showing you the story of the individual, the human being who inspired the toy. That's what I got from what the research I did. I don't know if that's true, but it does make true in this sense. Because Chris Evans, who is Captain America in all the Marvel movies, he is playing the voice of Buzz, 
instead of Tim Allen. Because Tim Allen was the original voice of Buzz Lightyear. And what I found in the research of why that is the case lines up with the concept for the movie that I just explained. Because Tim Allen was the voice of the toy, it wouldn't make sense for him to be the voice of the actual human being who inspired the toy. So I don't know how I feel about the whole thing, but I'll probably check out the movie just because I'm a huge Disney geek and I love Toy Story. So I'll probably like this spinoff. In terms of TV, You, the show You, it's a series on Netflix, took down Squid Game from the top of the charts. This happened a couple weeks back. Squid Game was dominating. And then all of a sudden, You released their new season, season three, I believe it was, and boom, cut Squid Game from the top. You took over as number one. If you're into psychological, kind of dark and twisted thrillers, You is a good show for you to start binging. Now, another amazing show is Yellowstone. And Yellowstone season four was just released two weeks ago or just started. I shouldn't say released because it's it's going currently. It's live. It was released two weeks ago. And it is fucking fire. If you don't like Yellowstone, I don't like you. I'm just kidding, but not really, because the show is unbelievable, and if you're not into it, you need to get into it. If you haven't seen any of the other seasons, you can watch them on Peacock or the Paramount Network. Then, if you're into these kinds of shows, which I am not, but Ashley loves, This Is Us will return for a final season. So for all of you who are big fans of that, you can rest easy knowing that you get to watch one more go through. Okay, in terms of business and finance, a couple big headlines. Peloton, the virtual fitness company, you know what I'm talking about with all the bikes, the killer treadmills, too soon? Uh, but the treadmills, all of the online programs, it actually reported a net loss. My notes say for September, which is possible, but it could also be on the quarter. And they also cut their full fiscal year outlook. So the loss was substantial. The loss was $376 million, which it is possible if you're not into this world and understand how Peloton raises funds and how the business operates, it is possible that they lost that in a month. So again, possibility, but I could have also made the wrong note and it could have said for the quarter, their earnings for the quarter. But their fiscal year, they cut that by a billion dollars. So pretty staggering. So maybe that's reflecting that not everyone loves Peloton as much as they claim to. Maybe a lot of people are getting into it for a couple days and realizing, I don't want to do this shit on the bike every time I wake up in the morning. I don't want to be that guy or guy on the commercial. I'm getting rid of this shit. Uh, Elon Musk also offloaded nearly $7 billion in Tesla stock just a few weeks back. Not sure what that's for. I've heard folks say it has something to do with tax. He's paying tax. That's a lot of tax. So I, I don't really, I need to read more into that. I haven't done enough research. He also tweeted at Bernie Sanders, something along the lines of, I forgot you were still alive, which is just a savage move. So good on Elon Musk. Uh, but Rivian, Rivian is an electric car company that just IPO'd in fact, it had the world's largest IPO. The company was valued at over $100 billion. Holy shit. To put that into perspective, I think when Tesla IPO'd, it came to, I think it was valued at a billion. So literally $1 billion versus $100 billion. Uh, then lastly, 
Gary Vaynerchuk, if you don't know who that is, serial entrepreneur, incredibly successful businessman. He does motivational speeches at this point. He's really all over the place. Incredibly successful human being. He also has several New York Times bestsellers, and he's coming out with another book. And in promotion of this book, he went on social media and said that he would promise, or that he promised NFTs to anyone who pre-ordered 12 or more copies of his book. In the 24-hour period following that announcement, he sold over a million copies. It's the largest pre-order or one of the largest pre-orders in any publication history. So pretty insane. Last category, fitness and nutrition. Really the only big headline that happened a few weeks back, maybe even a few months back, but that really hasn't been spoken about, is that CrossFit is entering the world of primary care. That's right. CrossFit has created what they're calling the precision care, CrossFit precision care. It is CrossFit trained doctors who are providing personalized precision healthcare plans, preventative medicine, and primary care. They're doing it all virtually or all remotely, however you want to phrase that. So pretty incredible that a fitness brand is getting into the world of primary care. And that could really shake things up if they're able to apply some of the concepts and beliefs and values they have around fitness into the healthcare side of things. So pretty substantial there. All right, that is it for current events. Hopefully, you cared about some of that shit. If not, let us know because, this, again, that's a new new segment. I don't know if you're going to like it. I think you are because I like talking about that shit, but that might just be me. So if you like it, send us a DM saying, hell yeah, I thought it was entertaining, love that shit. If you didn't like it, send us a DM and say, hey, if you don't take that off the show, I'm going to unsubscribe because then we'll definitely be taking that shit down. All right, let's get into the conversation. This is a warning about New Year's resolutions. It's that simple. So when this episode airs, Thanksgiving is essentially upon us. It'll just be a few days prior. That means we have roughly 35 days until the New Year. Those 35 days are going to be filled with eating incredibly delicious food, making a lot of memories of family and friends, and also getting bombarded with every health and fitness ad that you can imagine. It is going to be shoved down your throat. Every fad, every gimmick, every six-week challenge, cleanse, and restart, you're going to see them all. By the first of the year, you are going to succumb to one of those bullshit programs. Now, let me ask you a question. How many times have you made a New Year's resolution and failed to follow through. How many times? Half dozen? A dozen? Maybe there's too many to count? We've all been there. In fact, it's estimated that nearly 80% of people fail by the second week of February as it relates to upholding their resolutions. 80%. Why is that number so high? Why does that happen? Why do we struggle to uphold our resolutions? The first thing, is that on average, the research has shown that it takes about 66 days for a new behavior to become automatic. Now, 66 days in the grand scheme of things doesn't sound very long, but 66 days when you put it into the perspective of a New Year's resolution, that's a hell of a long time to try to sustain a new behavior and potentially not be seeing a ton of benefit up front. 
66 days, think about that, that puts you all the way to the end of February and into March. So you're not even close to that second week of February. You're going well beyond that in order for this behavior to feel second nature, to become automatic, to become a habit. So that's the first problem is we're not wired. Most of us are not wired or designed to integrate new behaviors and habits into our life that quickly. Now, the second issue is that your expectations surrounding the resolution aren't realistic. You're placing incredibly high, incredibly demanding expectations on yourself with these resolutions. Sometimes the shit that you say you're going to do is just not possible. And that's okay. We just need to change our perspective. We need to pump the brakes and say, okay, that would be great. Losing 60 pounds by March would be great. But is that realistic? Probably not. Gaining 15 pounds of muscle and looking better in my large t-shirt would be great. But will that happen by the end of February before my vacation? Probably not. That's probably not realistic. Working out twice a day, every day, sounds amazing. But what happens when I get called into work? What happens when I've got to have family things taken care of? What happens when I decide to go on vacation? Probably not realistic. So setting realistic expectations is another issue. Or excuse me, setting unrealistic expectations. Now the third issue with New Year's resolutions is that typically the behaviors aren't sustainable. This goes along the lines of the realistic piece, but sustainability is king. It is huge. If you cannot sustain the behaviors, you're not going to be able to maintain the results. Just as I was describing with working out twice a day, losing X amount of weight in in a ridiculous amount of time, the behaviors that you would need to engage in in order to make those things a reality are not sustainable. Sure, maybe you can work out twice per day for the first 45 days, but then you're going to wake up late. Then you're going to get called into work. Then you're going to break your leg playing a sport, right? I'm just trying to think of ridiculous scenarios. It's not going to be sustainable. Or you're just going to run out of willpower because it takes so much effort to try to sustain that behavior. So the behaviors that you're associating or that are required to achieve your resolutions are not sustainable. So when it comes to fitness and nutrition... What can you do instead of making a resolution? Well, number one, you can take the time to integrate these things, these habits and behaviors into your life in a sustainable way because sustainability is always greater than speed. You don't need to lose 20 pounds by March. You don't need to look a specific way for vacation by the end of February. You're choosing speed and instant gratification or satisfaction over sustainability and integration. You're playing the short game when you need to be focusing on the long game. So what are the top five things that you can do as we close out 2021 and move into the new year that are going to move the needle as it relates to your nutrition, your fitness, your health, and your mindset? Number one, 
You need to sleep seven to nine hours per night. I don't care what you need to do to make that happen. Get in bed earlier, create an evening routine, turn off your phone or put it on do not disturb an hour before bed, read a book or or stretch or take a hot shower before you get in bed. You need to set yourself up for success. You need to create an evening routine that's going to promote and tell your body, hey, it is time to sleep. And if you're someone who claims you don't need that much, you function on four to six hours, you're full of shit. You don't function well on four to six hours. You've just become accustomed to feeling like shit. So that's your new normal. If you would give your body the chance and actually sleep seven to nine hours per night, live a physically active lifestyle, and get into that routine, you would feel like a new human being. So do what you need to do to get that seven to nine hours. And I understand that some of us have obligations that we just cannot achieve that much sleep. Well, strive for as much as physically possible. Second thing you need to do is learn how to manage your stress. Start a morning devotional. Start praying in the morning. Start journaling. Meditate. Talk to a professional. Go to a therapist. Get some help. Find out how to learn how to better manage your time. All of these things are going to help reduce your stress and better manage your stress, and you need that. We live in a world where stress is just running rampant. None of us know how to to get a handle on it. It's taking over our lives. That's why we have so many people being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. It is, and obviously that's not the only reason those things occur, but it is out of control. You need to learn how to manage your stress. It is going to manifest itself in dozens of negative ways if you don't get a grip on it next thing hydrate you need to drink half your body weight in ounces per day or more but i would suggest half your body weight in ounces per day in order to make that happen you're going to need to carry a water bottle you're going to need to be drinking something that you enjoy so whether it's flavoring your water or drinking soda water you're going to need to get it down you're going to have to do some hacks with this. You're going to probably have to put some reminders in your phone. You're probably going to have to maybe drink a full glass of water in the morning before your coffee. You're going to need to implement a few tips and tricks in order to make yourself drink that amount of water because likely you're drinking significantly less than that now. Next thing you need to do is eat real food the majority of the time. Limit your consumption of foods that have a label that come in a box, that come prepackaged. Limit your consumption of those. I'm not saying to eliminate them, but limit your consumption. Utilize a really simple strategy, which is the plate method, to build a balanced plate. Quarter of it is protein, quarter of it is starchy carbs, half of it is vegetables, and then there's some fat sprinkled in there. Build balanced plates. Another thing you can do is start modifying the menu at restaurants. Nearly every restaurant in the world will allow you to modify the menu. I'm not talking about fancy high-class places that won't let you do that shit. The majority of places that you go to eat frequently will allow you to modify the menu. Instead of fries, get a side salad. Instead of the dressing mixed into the, the lettuce, get it on the side. Instead of ordering a burger with a bun, get it naked or on a bed of lettuce. There are lots of ways that you can modify the plate at the restaurant to be more conducive to your goals. The last thing I have here on the list is to lead a more active life. You need to be more active. You need to walk more 
or learn and play new sports. You need to exercise, but you need to be moving. Ash and I just the other day, we went for a long walk with Coda in the morning. I think it was an hour long. And then we got into our work day and we really didn't move. In fact, after we finished the walk, we had just over 8,000 steps. And then at the end of the day, we still were at 9,000 and change. We didn't even accumulate 1,000 steps through the rest of the day. So imagine if we weren't taking Coda for a walk. We are sedentary as fuck, just like you are. So we need to be more conscious of how much we're moving throughout the day because moving keeps us alive. It keeps us young. You ever hear people talk about nursing homes and the elderly and as soon as they stop moving, they're, they become decrepit, they start aging significantly worse, they die. It's because they stop moving. Centarians, people who live to be over 100, all the blue zones that these people live in they did, they've done research, and a lot of them don't even exercise necessarily, but they are active. They're 100 years old, and they still get up and go for a walk every morning. So you need to learn how to be more active throughout your day, whether that's walking, hiking, biking, playing sports, or exercise, or a combination of all of them. But those are the top five things that you can do to improve your health as we close out 2021 and move into the new year. Notice all that shit. I didn't say one thing about tracking your food, monitoring your calories, doing a cleanse or a restart, training two times per day. I didn't mention any of that gimmicky shit that you see on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. These are lifestyle pillars that will actually improve your health, that are actually sustainable, and that will actually change your life. So it's not about the duration-based challenges, gimmicky fitness programs, and eating a ridiculously low amount of calories that is not good for your function as a human being. It's about sustainability, consistency in these pillars. Okay, so if you heard all that and you think, oh shit, I feel like he's talking to me, Number one, it's because I am. And number two, this is your opportunity to take control. So if you're ready to finally develop a system for balancing your fitness and nutrition and your life, you're ready to have more energy throughout your day, you're ready to have more clarity and be more present in your relationships, you're ready to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt and remorse, this is your opportunity. The next round of our group coaching program, Evolve, begins Monday, January 3rd. Now, Evolve is designed for people just like you, busy professionals who are looking to make fitness and nutrition a part of their life, not their whole life. We're teaching you how to integrate these habits and behaviors into your life so that you're not having to rearrange your entire schedule and your entire day to try and hold on to these unrealistic and unsustainable fitness programs and fad diets that are out there. So if you you're thinking, fuck yeah, I want that. I need that. The next round of Evolve starts Monday, January 3rd. You can go to the link in our Instagram bio to apply. We'll also put it in the show notes. And you can take back control of your life. So make sure you head over, you apply with the link in our Instagram bio. As always, I appreciate you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. 
whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballistic performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.